0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Central Youth Podcast. We exist to help students find and follow Jesus. Today you're listening to a message from our weekly Tuesday night gathering. We pray that it encourages your heart and we hope that you enjoy the message. Welcome to our continued series, Biblical Foundations. Here's why we're going after this together, guys. Because if we miss these things, we miss it all. Why do I say that? is because if you don't understand the foundations, then you don't understand the reality of which all things flow. And so when you have a building, you start at the foundation and you build from there, and it grows stronger and it grows more favorable. And so last week, uh, we talked about creation. John Luke did a good job of kind of explaining. Uh, how the earth was formed, how things have come. And the week prior to that, we started off this series with who is God, talking about the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, And this week, we're going to touch on something um, that is a question of one of those, of who is Jesus, who is this guy? And so we're going to look at that. And we've actually had a series before called Jesus Is, right? You guys remember that? And you guys said various things. Like, Jesus is the Son of God. He was born. He came to earth. He is here. He's done so many things. Son of God. uh, He's a part of the Trinity. Those are things that you guys have said. Uh, You guys have said Jesus is your friend. You consider him friend. And someone you do life with, someone that you're invested in. And you consider him, Jesus is a savior, right? He saved us from our sins. And those are all correct. Those are all really good things. None of those are wrong. But all of those kind of point to things we can't relate to. Think about it. We aren't the best picture of a son or daughter. We all have our flaws. Imperfect people, in progress, that's us. We are the kings of that. Uh, We have been terrible friends at times, right? We've had terrible friends. We ourselves have been uh, not very good friends when we make fun of each other or have done something to hurt someone. And we definitely aren't saviors by any means necessary, by any means at all. And so we are talking about who Jesus is. Um, But one of the things that no one really says, one of the things that you guys even haven't said, is that Jesus was human. Uh, And this in its own nature is hard for us to understand. It's hard for us to grasp that a perfect man would live in an imperfect world. Uh, you can look around this circle right here, this group of people. You won't find someone perfect. You can go home, won't find someone perfect. You can go to your school, will not find someone perfect. Uh, but the Bible describes Jesus' life and that he became fully man, right? How do we know that to be true? Well, the Bible says in John 1, 14, that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So everything that was spoken in the Old Testament about a Savior coming, all these things came to life. Fully man, fully human. He was a lot like you. He was a lot like me. He experienced the same moments that we did. Just think about that. How do we know that he was human? How do you know that? Well, he experienced the same realities that we experienced. The Bible says that he was born, right? In Luke 2, 7, it says, And she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. This is the story of Christmas. This is what we're leaning in on as we go through the next couple weeks of, of celebrating and doing things of this man, Jesus. He was born. Just like you and I being born. Uh, Another way that we know that he was human, he grew tired. In John 4, 6, it says, Jacob was well there and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well and it was about noon. Describes uh, a feeling of tiredness. What else? What else have we experienced in life that Jesus also can relate to? He got thirsty just like you and me. Uh, it says, later knowing that everything had now been finished and so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Jesus said, I am thirsty. Um, his desperate need, he desired. Something that we also have experienced is hunger. He got hungry after 40 days of fasting, 40 nights. He was hungry and rightfully so. What else? Uh, besides those natural things is he became weak, right? We learned about that in in the Bible. Uh, But he also, just like us, experienced death. And so it says, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he said this, he breathed his last breath. Why do I say all of this? My mindset in going after this is that, man, Jesus was so relatable. He understands what we're going through. We are all experiencing different things in this holiday season. End of the school year, we got finals. We got family problems. We got sports. We've got church. We got all these things. And Jesus relates to us. He understands us. He is able to have compassion. You see, my heart is that we would understand more of who he is. And that would result in change in our lives. And so to understand that Jesus is human is to understand his human heart. You see, Jesus displays many emotions. When Jesus heard the centurion's words of faith, what did he do? He marveled. The Bible says in Matthew 26, 38, that his soul is sorrowful even to death. In John 11, it says Jesus is deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. John 12, now is my soul troubled? John 13, troubled in his spirit. And the author of Hebrews writes that Jesus offered up prayers and supplications and loud cries and tears. You see, the God that we serve can fully relate to us. And with that, he extends compassion towards us. Jesus relates to you because he experienced the same things that you feel. And if he can experience those, how much greater compassion does he have? The reality is he created you for joy. So when you need it, guess what? He wants to give it to you because he's felt moments of sorrow. He's felt moments of loud cries and tears. He's felt moments of feeling deeply troubled. And So when you feel those, when, when you feel those things and you want peace, man, he's the author and the creator of peace. So he wants to extend that to you because his heart has experienced it. And so that's how we know he's human, because he has a human heart. But even in the results of that, how do we know that he has a human mind? So we look at his human mind, and we've only experienced one mind here on earth, right? And we can't really fathom what it means to have a human mind and a divine mind. But the Bible kind of explains it in, in this way in regards to two ways that Jesus operated. First of Mark 13, 32, it says, concerning that day and that hour, no one knows even, not even the angels in heaven, nor the son, but only the father. So having this divine nature, he doesn't even know when God is coming back. And so it's, it's this moment of saying, man, like he really understands our heart postures in the same way that we do. Because in some ways, he was limited to knowing the fullness of what was happening when God was coming. But here's what's true, is that Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. And so he was there doing the works, getting stuff done. He was living a life to earn favor, but it wasn't a favor of like, man, I have to work for it. But by saying yes to being obedient, to loving his mother, to loving his teachers, to responding well to community. See, the difference is that Jesus' mind is always pointed to dependence on God, to dependence on the Father. And he sought sought, uh, the Father out in the mornings, in the afternoons, in the evenings. He was always inviting him into his daily experience so his mind would be so sanctified and pure before God. And his response, his posture would always be obedience. And so his human heart and his human mind combined allowed him to really live out his human will. See, Jesus not only had a divine will, but he also had a human will. Uh, The Bible says in John 6.38 that I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me, doing what God has called him to do. And what does Jesus say uh, in his very place of desperation? He's about to go to the cross. He's praying in a garden. He says, not as I will, but as you will. Like, God, I want to do what you have for me. Because his mind and his heart were so dependent on God. His mind and his heart uh, experienced the things we experienced. But the, the shift was he always went back to the Father. You see, Jesus took a human body to save ours. He took a human mind to save our minds. And without becoming man in his emotions, he could not have rescued our hearts. And without taking a human will, he could not save our broken and wandering wills. There's a, uh, a quote by a man named Gregory of Nazanesis, and he says, that which he has not assumed, he has not healed. You see, he became man in full so that we, wa- we might save, that he might save us in full. You see, he's truly, truly a good Savior. And so the whole reason we get to these understandings that Jesus is Savior, that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus is my friend, is by understanding that Jesus came here to experience the same things we experience. And show us that with God, with the relationship with the Father, we can truly, truly make it. We can truly see freedom. We can truly see breakthrough. We can truly see purity. We can truly see God. See, the reason it's important is because we get our definitions based off our understanding that Jesus had a choice. And it's the same choice that we have to purify our minds, to purify our hearts, to walk in the will of God. That even when it seems hard, even when things come against you, even when it seems like you're going to break, that in your greatest moments of weakness, that God will come through. See, Jesus was a man who defied the norms By showing us that the impossible is possible. My heart today is that today you would become more and more dependent on him. By understanding how human Jesus was. See, he gives us a picture perfect example of how to respond to hate. How to respond to corruption. How to respond to people hurting you people saying bad things, people assuming the worst, from hard situations to to loss of a loved one, whatever you are experiencing, that God has the ability to to, to change those things, to to be invested in you. But it takes you seeing who Jesus is for investing in relationship, for loving him with all your heart. See, Jesus had a human mind. He had a human heart and a human will. But what he didn't do, he didn't make excuses. He followed God. He chased after God. He went after the Father's heart. And my hope today is that you would understand, regardless of what you're feeling, pain, whatever it might be, the weaknesses, finals, all these things coming at you, that the whole reason that this season of Christmas exists to show you that Jesus is whatever you need. So who is Jesus? So what we're going to do is we're going to ask God to come through. And some of us have been trying to figure that out on our own. But we need to know who Jesus is. (laughs) Again for tuning into today's episode. To get more information about central youth, head over to centralsj.org forward slash youth.